Talk, the home of where the talking is good. It's your boy, Cody, and the other guy, Robert, and now a special other guy, Daniel Braxton, is here on the Good Talk today. Yeah. Welcome, Daniel. Thanks you for forgot having. to say the uh, tiny table in the oh, giant man. room. Oh, we guess, okay. we just, no, we'll no we're not going to start next over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so this is our first time it. <laughs> having a guest. Well, on, well Rachel's not Rachel. a guest. Yeah, she's, she's 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 a part of this, it's and true. once uh once our boys are a little bit more established, she'll be coming more frequently. And once true. she figures out the homeschool rhythm, she'll be here regularly. So she's not a guest, but we do intend on having guests on a regular basis. And so the Daniel first Braxton. official guest, of good talk. Yeah, and we imagine you're going to bring all that Daniel Braxton clout with you, so our numbers are going to go up, baby. That is yes. not that. That's why we invited you. <laughs> uh, no, we. Uh, I was praying about it, and I, I had it on my heart to have Daniel yeah. on. And so, um, Daniel, we're glad you're here. Thank you for making time. Absolutely, it's going to be a good talk. A good, good talk. talk. So maybe those that aren't familiar with who Daniel Braxton is, uh, he serves here at Ablaze Youth Ministries with us. He's a Excellent minister of the word, but not only that, he's a little bit of an author. He's also into some music. He's an artist. He's just kind of a man of all trades and things. Yeah. And so, uh, I guess probably one of the first things that maybe I, I guess that I would just like to say or ask is like, is there anything? Who is Daniel Braxton? Who are you, man? Like, what? What? <laughs> what's your deal, bro? <laughs> I just see myself first as a servant. Mm. Um, you know, just living to become a better servant of the Lord Jesus Christ and everything that I have, everything that I had to give, just putting it on the line for him. And so whether I'm an artist, whether I'm ministering, whether I'm teaching, whatever it is, um, I'm serving for his glory. Yeah. That's, that's really who I am. Amen. That's yeah. awesome. Um, we did have somebody who's a regular viewer wanted us to start with a question today. Oh. They wanted us to ask Daniel if he's a coffee drinker. Ooh. No, I don't drink coffee. Oh. <laughs> have you ever tried coffee? I have. But Would you like to drink mine right now? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason why you don't drink it? Um, when I was young, I had ADHD. Mm. And um, yeah, it, it wouldn't be a good mix. Mm. A, lot of, a lot of action. Yeah. Um, so I do, you, energy do you avoid time. like caffeine altogether? Or yeah. okay, really? No caffeine. Not even tea. Uh, not tea. Either. I do herbals. Okay. Uh, herbal tea. Yeah, non caffeinated. No yeah. So, you know, when I equate ADHD, I usually equate it with very hyperactive. You know, um, you know, I don't know that I've ever been diagnosed with it, but I, I do have a suspicion. I know it's not a great confession that I have it just because, like, I'm easily distracted and I don't know if that's one of the qualifications. But knowing you as long as I've known you, I, I, I that comes as a surprise to me because your demeanor yeah. and your personality is just very common and you carry this peace about you. Yeah. Uh, you know, knowing other people that have been diagnosed with it, they're always like, Rah! you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. So is that something you overcame and, yeah. and now this is the result of your faith and believe in God? So before, were you really like bouncing yeah. off the walls? Yeah, I tell the story. Um, I said I drank an energy drink one time. Um, it was a... A crunk juice. I was mm, in that crunk room. juice. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. gosh! <laughs> nice. That's so old, man. <laughs> Is it still a thing? I don't Because I, I don't do energy drinks, so I don't know. I don't know if it's still around or not. But I was a, a early teenager. I was like, and, probably um, like what, 2002, 2003, oh maybe. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. I just say 13. I don't. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. in that area. Yeah. Okay. And um, I was in Atlanta for the summer over my cousin's house. We would go stay for some weeks every now and then. And I, man, we. 
we got some pizza and I decided I was gonna get me a crunk juice. <laughs> <laughs> and so I drunk it and I was like, man, I got so much energy. I was just jumping up and down. They was like, man, you gotta burn it off. So I was like, man, I'm finna run around the the suburb or the neighborhood mm -hmm. and I ain't have no shoes on. Oh, I just no. ran out the door. Really? Oh my gosh. And I was running around the neighborhood with my socks on. So <laughs> <laughs> my auntie got home, she got on oh to me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Damn, you, you running around here with your socks on, told my mom and dad. <laughs> so it, it wasn't a good situation for me. Um, <laughs> we got to figure out a way to roofie Daniel with an energy drink. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Need to see Daniel run around with his socks on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Man. Um, so I wanted to, one thing I wanted to ask is I know that you are kind of, and actually I want the backstory because I don't know that I've ever really talked to you about it directly. I think I've heard like bits and pieces of it, but uh, like Cody had said, you know, you're, you're a minister of the gospel. We've both heard you minister. I, I feel like you do a phenomenal job at that. Good. And I know you also, you know, you make music. Um, were you making music before you were saved? I, I was, um. I would say, well, I got saved when I was nine years old as a kid, but um, I wasn't really walking it out as a teenager. And so mm -hmm. I was making music and just <clears throat> doing my own thing. So it became a point where I rededicated my life mm -hmm. and I had a decision to make, you know, um, whether, you know, I would do what I believe the Lord has wanted me to do or whether I would continue doing what I, I want to do. And so um, I stopped music altogether for about two and a half years after I rededicated my life. And eventually, you know, my heart felt drawn to pick it back up. Mm -hmm. And that was in 2014, mm -hmm. I was 23. Mm -hmm. So that's all across the span. I started when I was 16, made music up until 19, had a moment, a come to Jesus moment, um, rededicated my life, laid it all aside and eventually picked it back up, so. Okay, when you were, 16 to 19 and you were making music was that kind of in daniel's youthful mind where you were headed in life was that what you wanted to do absolutely i was uh promoting my songs on the radio doing concerts and shows selling cds you know and for a teenager that change that did come uh or that money that did come from doing those things you you're like okay i'm enjoying this right you know mm. and uh i actually went to school because i thought i would start a label um, well, I, let me change that. I determined my degree in school because I thought I would start a music label okay. and, um, you know, be the foremost, foremost artist, then bring other artists on and mm. be a CEO like that. Mm. But, um, yeah, so I, I thought that was my, my place. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. So when you rededicated your life or found your way back to the Lord, and however that worked, and we may get to that testimony if you're comfortable with it, did uh, did you feel like that was something you had to sacrifice for your walk with God? Did I feel like I had to sacrifice my music yeah. and what I believe? Yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I did. It was hard to put it down mm -hmm. because, you know, in a sense, there's almost your identity, mm -hmm. you know, what people, who people know you as. Mm -hmm. And... You know, you have to, I really had to get out of myself and into God. Like, mm. okay, I want to be who you want me to be and all this other stuff. It it don't matter no more. Mm. And so, yeah, it was, a, it was a sacrifice. So a lot of that music prior to your rededication reflected old Daniel, yeah. not 
new Daniel. Right. So when you make music now, is there ever, I mean, because I know a lot of the music that you make, obviously, is very God-centered. And I think that there's a big temptation, probably, I assume, with the world and the culture and the current, like, hot music that's out there to compromise. And so I'm curious, like, in your process, like, what do you do to make sure that your music doesn't start to reflect old Daniel? You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you keep old Daniel from creeping back in in your current process? Well, I, I pray. I'm very prayerful about my songs, and I go in with a purpose. So mm. when I got the pen and paper, you know, my, my focus and my attention is on the Lord, and I'm hearing from God as I write. Um, I, I do aim to, to make songs that's vertical. We talk about vertical and horizontal worship, mm-hmm. um, vertical being to God and horizontal being about us. Um, I incorporate, you know, my experience with God into my songs. And so in a sense, mm. it's horizontal, but I believe it's glorifying him. So it's vertical because I'm giving my testimony. I'm saying, Lord, this is what you've done. This is who I know you to be. Amen. And I'm, I'm sharing who he is with other people. So yeah. I wonder if, <clears throat> and I don't want to put words in your mouth so you can, you know, kind of say, no, that you're not right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder if that season of you laying that aside, because I know you have a book that's going to be coming out and it's about identify and your identity in Christ. Yeah. And I wonder in that season that you laid music and producing and all that to the side was so that you could truly be established in your identity in him. So when the stuff came back to you, instead of it influencing you, Mm. God would influence you in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what God really does. I think that's, you know, kind of like Abraham and Lot when he said, you know, get out of your land. He asked them to leave some things so he could build them up and make them strong and solidified in him and then brought them back. You know what I mean? And, And I feel like. That's kind of the way, I mean, even in my own life, he had to remove me from situations. Mm-hmm. Like when I gave my life to the Lord, um, uh, you know, on a serious level, I was living in Colorado and almost immediately after he was like, you need to leave. And like, I went to Oklahoma to Bible school, but his time frame was, it wasn't like, I'm going to put this in your heart and it's something you can get to in the future. It was like, do it now. Right. And I think the reason he did that is because he knew in my commitment to him since it was so fresh and so new, I was still really vulnerable. Yeah. And I needed to be established in a greater way in him and in what I believed. And I needed to mature and grow up in the things of God so I couldn't be influenced by outward mm. you know, people and in media and stuff like that. Uh, and that way, when stuff started coming at me, I was able to you know, hold my shield of faith and say, no, that's not who I am. This is who I am. I'm established. And, and then after that season, that's when he you know, called me into ministry. And I really feel like that's what he's called you to do. I know you have a secular job, but through your music and what you do here to blaze and, and how you minister in your book, I mean, you're a minister, Daniel. Amen. Glory to God. And I feel like he's brought you to a place, you know, where you're strong enough in him, where all this stuff out here is not going to influence you and you're able to, you know, stay the course. Uh, I know personally, you know, not trying to build Daniel up or anything like that. I will say this, if you haven't heard his stuff, where can they go to listen to uh, they could go to reddittm.org. Uh, it's a music page on there, and it's got all the music. It's also on uh, major streaming platforms like Apple Music, Spotify. Uh, you could just search Daniel Braxton, and it'll come up, and you could hear it on there. So, so oh, go ahead. So I was just gonna say, so even with Ready TM, I know that is 
kind of a manifestation of what you originally saw in your heart, right? I mean, it's kind of, I think we talked about it a few podcasts back about, you know, God gives you the desires of your heart. We and, did, yeah. And sometimes yeah. your original desires kind of play into what God wants you to do for your life, even if you didn't realize it, but mm. without God, it's mm. not its highest and best. And yeah. so, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here too, but from what I understand, because I used to think ready was just who you were, and then I kind of realized later that it's actually like this umbrella of yeah. all these things that God wants for you, slash, I guess, as a ministry as a whole, it's kind of like a label. I'm assuming you want to uh, have more music even with Ready and yeah. your, yourself, and then also I'm assuming even with like your book, maybe it's even going to be publishing. Like, yeah. What do you see Ready as being? And multiple artists. Yeah, like what, what is Ready TM? So it, it grew into that. Yeah. And uh, when I was a teenager, my nickname was Ready. Uh, I had a good friend named Juby who gave me that nickname. And... um. It just, as I started, you know, obeying God. Hold on. Was ready because you were so hype all the time and you're like bouncing off the wall? He's like, he's always ready. <laughs> ready you know, he's go. ready. You know? Well, we used to rap at the lunchroom <laughs> table, uh, just freestyle rap. Okay. And, and I believe, you know, any moment when we was in the hallway, we'd just bust out rapping up. So you were always ready. Like so <laughs> okay. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> but uh, I, I kept my nickname. It was my rap name. Uh, I kept it all the way up through my first few albums as a gospel artist. Mm. So I didn't start uh, going by Daniel Braxton as an artist until like 2018. I think really when uh, we started doing Hope Lives. Mm. Mm. Um, And I I made that song and the Lord was telling me that I need to put it under Daniel Braxton. Mm. And um, that was another decision. So, when as I started obeying that, the Lord started showing me more because it's it's a lot of backstory. In 2014, when I made the first gospel uh, album, it was under the Ready Entertainment Group, and that was the label that I was, you know, planning to have and and you know promote my music through in college. That was, that was what I was preparing for, the Ready Entertainment Group. Okay. And so. Um, in 2018, you know, he was moving me to change my heart about my name, my artist name, and about the name of the label, the Red Entertainment Group. He was leading me to change it to Ready Truth Ministries. Mm. Ah, I never knew what TM meant. Okay. Ready TM is Ready Truth Ministries. Gotcha. And so during that, that time, I was also here at the Bible Institute at Cornerstone World of Life. <clears throat> going through the Bible Institute and School of Ministry. So the Lord was already preparing my heart mm. for more. Mm. Um, it's so many different moving parts. Yeah. The, the reason I joined Bible Institute is because I, I had made my first gospel album, and I was like, I don't want to be saying the wrong stuff. Oh, I don't want to be misleading people. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's I amazing. Want the word, I want to give people the right word. Amen. And so that was one of my key motivators in joining the Bible Institute. That's awesome. And so uh, today... All, through all those experiences, Ready Truth Ministries is is the platform. It's the yeah. ministry that I share my music through. That you know I share the the media that I make through, and uh, I believe you know it'll be a platform for other people in the future. You know, other artists, mm-hmm. other creatives. You know, to share their stuff because um. I believe it's important to be a part of the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's something I, I think about while I'm doing stuff outside of the church. You know, mm. we, we need people who represent God outside of, 
outside of the church. You know, the church is where we come to, right. but we need those who will go out yeah. mm-hmm. and, and represent him and, and evangelize and bring people in. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I see that as an outreach ministry. Mm. Um, even though um, I believe I'm anchored here at yeah, a local yeah. church, um, I'm adamant about serving. This this is my home, you right. know. But that is uh, uh, an outlet for me, I, I guess, uh, yeah, to sure. say, um, to, to reach out and to share my test, my individual testimony and what God has done for me and to meet people on a personal basis and yeah. say, God can do, God has a plan for your life and this is what he could do for See, you. See, that's so, so good because I feel like there's something, especially in teenagers' minds, where I feel like they're so resistant to follow after God because they almost feel like they're going to end up on, behind a pulpit one day. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> like they feel like if I fall after God, I have to be a minister or I have to be a missionary. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they get f- afraid that like that's the ultimate end of their life or whatever. And not that that's a bad thing. Hey, we're here yeah. and it's great and it's wonderful. <laughs> if that's what God wants you to do, that's amazing. But that's not what it's always about. And he I needs think, people to do that. I know. But like, I think that's so amazing is that like you are doing the work of Jesus. Yeah. And it's not always on a, a pulpit type situation. Now you do that and you get to do that and that's amazing. And I think that you're gonna get to do more of that, but your ultimate is like out there with the people. Like yeah. that that's like what God wants yeah. for every it, it looks different for every person. The ministry is not always from right. a pulpit. Right. It's probably some of the best ministry is not always from a pulpit. It, yeah. It's out there showing and demonstrating the love of God and connecting on a personal level. And I think that's amazing that I, I guess I just feel like that's just such a, a cool way for hopefully someone listening today is like making that shift in their mind of like it's different for everybody. Yeah, yeah. everyone's gifting is so different yeah, and yeah. so vital, yeah. and, and and we are all part of this body that is so necessary. And the local church, I think, can help anchor everybody into that body, and so then we can go out and perform what God has yeah. called us to do. Yeah, I do want to ask. Um, so, and you may not have given it much thought, but when you you know, had that time period where you kind of stepped away from producing and making music and doing all that. When you picked it back up, was it kind of like a, uh, I know this is going to be very Christianese, but it was kind of like, thus saith the Lord Daniel do this, or was it just kind of Daniel, you know, kind of being like, you know what, I'm ready to do this again. And God, you know, gave you clearance within your own heart to kind of pursue that. How did the endeavor begin once you had put it down? How did that restart and relaunch? Just a desire to share my testimony and um you know i start basically asking the lord how can i share what i have experienced mm. you know these past few years how can i help somebody else and you know it just came up the music yeah you 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 artist you make music people listen to music mm. and that's that's really how it happened, yeah. and so well, I I know how to write a song. Yeah, and so it started. You know, I I wrote one, and then the rest came, and I had enough for an album, seven songs of story, mm. which is my first gospel album, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> from there it just kept rolling. Yeah, because one reason I asked that is because I'm I, I want people to understand, and I want to help people. You know, we don't always have to have like what. Moses had in Exodus 3, like this burning Burning bush experience from God. And he's like, do this, you know, go into Egypt and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. You know, sometimes it's just like, like Cody, you brought it back up. We talked about a couple weeks ago. I mean, he gives us the desires of our heart, you know, and the only time we really don't have God's permission to pursue those is if it's in violation of his word or if it's in violation of what he's directly asked us to Mm. do outside of his spoken word. 
Um, but just people understanding that, you know, he wants you to do, because I assume this makes you happy. You enjoy yeah, it. Absolutely. Easy. You know, the all of it, just the connecting with people, uh, the performance aspect. I mean, anyone that knows you knows that you're not ego driven. So it's not about being on stage. So people will be like, Daniel, <laughs> then, you know, pass up like, ah. <laughs> I mean, it's not ego driven. It's all, I mean, and even in your lyrics, you can tell it's to glorify God, yeah. but it makes you happy. And, and there's that big thing going on right now that like, you know, God does want us to be happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why he sent Jesus. <laughs> so we could be set free from sin so we could receive eternal life and all that plays into our happiness. You know, um, you know, you can't be happy when sin is your master. Mm. You know, it's because that is the driving force behind your life. But when God is the driving force behind your life, it frees you. Mm-hmm. Just like the Bible says, you've been set free from sin. And it frees us to do these things that are in our heart, but it just kind of takes on a new look and a new role, you know? Um, And and it's just interesting to see how all that works. And so I just want to encourage somebody. And like Cody said, you know, there's many talents and many abilities. And just because you love God doesn't mean you're going to end up behind a pulpit in fivefold ministry. You know, there's other ways. And I know even like what you do, with your job. I know God's using that too to help people and, and bring the light of God's gospel uh, to people. And so he has many different ways to do this. Um, yeah. Is For what you're doing now, uh, do you got any goals or where do you see everything going? Um, just walking with him. Um, mm-hmm. I, I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be mm. as far as church home, you know, serving, serving with a blaze, serving in missions. Um, that's what God is dealing with my heart about. And even my, my job, I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be, you know, working as a teacher. And so I just follow him daily. Yeah. And I know it's a bigger picture ahead, but you know, all of it ain't, ain't clear, you know? Um, and so it's just enjoying it along the way, trusting him and enjoying it along the way and however he do it. Is it'll be his glory and it'll yeah. be his way, and I I have peace and contentment in that, you know. Mm. Just okay, you you doing it, so yeah, yeah. And I think that's important too. You know, the Bible says that a faithful man abounds in the blessing. I think we've talked about this from time to time. We live in such a microwave society yeah. that, like, <laughs> if somebody puts their hand to something and they don't see you know, immediate results. Like we were joking before the podcast started, you know, you know, Daniel, you're, you're our first guest and you're going to go out to like 13 viewers, you know? Um, but the Bible says, don't despise the days of small beginnings. You know, it's not about how many people we're reaching. It's about, are we obeying God? And that needs to be the measuring stick for everything in our life. You know, even with you with Bible Institute, you know, uh, you felt that you needed to go to make sure you were stable and solidified in the word. So when you're writing this music, it's not <laughs> bad doctrine, but yeah. it really points and draws the image of God. Mm-hmm. But yet he's the one that put that on your heart, even though the reason was to make sure your music was biblically accurate. Mm. And so it's about obeying in that, you know? Yeah. And I think it just, it, there's something about that should be part of our character. Mm-hmm. We serve a faithful God. And since he's faithful, we should be faithful. You know what I mean? We are made in his image and his likeness and faithfulness 
is not something we see a lot of, you know, in today's society. And we could even take that if we wanted to get like over in a ditch and, and go off course here. You know, I was reading a stat the other day and it said that only 16% of families live in a husband and wife home. Hmm. Other than that, only 16%. So that, that proves to me that we Commitment. really don't see faithfulness yeah. the way we issue. need to see it. If it's only 16%, where husband and wife stay faithful to each other, that's a very low yeah. stat. But I think that bleeds into everything. Like if I if I make an album and I start writing music and I don't get a hundred thousand followers in the first week, then it's not God. Or it's not right. And we're so circumstantial on how we determine if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And if we let all that stuff be our motivating factor, either it's gonna influence us you know, it's going to influence us one way or the other. So I think it's important, you know, uh, to kind of determine in our heart what's the right thing to do and then saying, okay, this is what I'm going to stick with. Yeah. No so how do, going you, on. how do you combat that? Because I know that, like, yeah, as a person a that has grown up, I mean, I, I'm a musician as well. You know, I, I played in bands and I, I've kind of nice been flex. in the, I'm just trying to say, like, I've been I there no a little bit. I understand. <laughs> I understand that a little talented. bit. I remember one of the things of, you know, when I was in my band, we considered ourselves Christian in a band, not Christian band. And the reason I think a lot of that was is because for a long time, yeah. Christian music was kind of cheesy and kind of lame. And, and it sounds really bad to say, but it's like, I know for a long time when I heard Christian rap, my mind went to like <laughs> really like clunky, horrible beats with cheesy rhymes. And so like, how do you as a person like, try to like get away from that mindset and how do, how do you combat that and try to just make your music as relevant as possible but still doing what you feel like you're supposed to do like how what do you what's your process like with not that? worried about the clicks right not the- worried about that because you know as a person that probably makes and that makes music i know that there is a little bit of mentality of like how's this going to be received you know yeah. will they understand will they think highly of it you know what is your view on that and how do you that's walk good, with that that's a good question um i start by saying you know part of my training here through school of ministry and bible institute pastors taught us that um the the day we obeyed god we became a success mm. and so mm. god's measures of success is not always what what we think right like right, you right. were saying like um what I determine to be a, something successful, mm. it, if it don't meet the purpose of God, then it's not going to be a success. Mm. And so even uh, the songs say, you know, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain, mm. they build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes in vain. Mm. It, it says it's vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, because he gives his beloved sleep. Mm. And so that song, it's, it's talking about rest, and resting in God. Mm. Um, I was reading a, a scripture this morning, um, even talk about Jehoshaphat and how um, the Lord was like, you should not need to fight this battle today um, for the battle is the Lord's. Yeah. Mm. And don't fear, don't be dismayed. Mm. And how God fought their battle for Amen. them. And so uh, in that situation, it was a great army coming against them. Mm. And that he sought the Lord, Jehoshaphat sought the Lord, like, Lord, this, this army coming against us, what, what should we do? Mm. And he, he got all the people to pray and ask the Lord, what should we do in this case? And 
that's when God said, you know, you should not need to fight this battle. And he gave him a strategy. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. I tie my success and based on those examples, my success <laughs> my success is following the plan of God. Amen. So when yeah. I'm writing a song, my purpose is is not about, you know, how many people will like the song. Yeah. My purpose is I could give a me, I could be me genuinely because I'm who God made me to be. And God put me in that place to make the song. So I can be myself, yeah. but I need to be focused on his strategy and, and what he determines a successful song to be, which is glorifying his name. Mm. Um, and yeah, glorifying his name. So my focus in writing the song, I'm glorifying the Lord. But if I get me a hard beat, I get me a hard beat. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to ride the beat yeah. a certain way with sure. the way I say my words, then that's my liberty and my freedom. God right. gave yeah. me that privilege to sure. do that. Yeah. But ultimately, the success of the music will be from glorifying him. Why and do so. you think Christian rap so much better now? Why, why, why did, why, and I mean, for, I mean, for real, why did it used to be not good? Yeah. <laughs> At I, least in the sense of like, you know, when I say not good, I mean like I feel like the shots fired. the producing level, the the quality of production was way lower for whatever reason. At least in the initial beginnings, at least in my opinion, that's my opinion. I you can correct me if you yeah. if you think otherwise. <laughs> but but why why is it so much better objectively to this day? So I first heard Christian rap. Um, I was a teenager. I think I was sixteen, and my older cousin had took us to a, a concert. And it was at this place called The Basement in Birmingham. Mm. It's a big church mm-hmm. everybody go to. Yeah, yeah. And um, Ken Jones, I don't know if y'all ever heard of him, but that was the first, you know, gospel artist I heard. And uh, from from Georgia, you know, had the Georgia sounds. And so Georgia sounds, Atlanta, um, that's a music center yeah. for, mm. for hip-hop. Yeah. Even not just Christian rap. And yeah. um, it's a lot of... Hip Christian hip hop artists, popular ones, I think, um, that are associated with Atlanta today. Yeah, yeah. But um, I believe growth, everything has growth, and mm-hmm. so that's that's what I remember. Um, Ken Jones, I I picked up on it. I'ma stay saved. Mm. He had a song called <laughs> "I'ma Stay Saved" that I used to listen to. I liked, and um, I believe it. Anything grows throughout the years, yeah. and so yeah. um. It evolves throughout the years. Mm. If you even think about worship songs, true. It have, worship songs have evolved throughout the years mm-hmm. from the hymnals sure. that were sung to the hill songs in the Maverick mm-hmm. City of yeah, today. Yeah. So it evolves, yeah. and part of that evolving is, um, I believe, the anointing mm. is um, people in different places and different walks of life with the anointing of God on them to be able to take their personal experience and project it. Mm-hmm. Um, and j- it just grows and multiplies and mm-hmm. it, it motivates somebody else. Okay. Yeah. Well, God used that person that way. I can, it frees, it brings liberty for them to be themselves. And so I, listening to Ken Jones when I was a teenager and eventually um, after I rededicated, I, my my dad actually introduced me to Lecrae. Mm. He had a song about um, I'ma tell the world, tell it, I'ma tell it everywhere yeah. I go. Uh, that was the first song I 
hip Christian hip hop song I heard after I rededicated my life, and I was like, um, you know, it was an encouragement. Like well, he he talking about God, he sharing his story, mm. and you know that encouraged me to, you know, even go ahead to do what I was already being led mm. to do, you know. And so to answer your question in simpler way, it's just grown yeah. and evolved. Yeah. yeah, I almost feel like, uh, from what I almost understand, is that like there's people that might have been at one point living in a secular lifestyle with music, and they're like, you know what? Just because I I can incorporate some of this stuff and use it to God now, you know, yeah. like they they took those influences and those yeah, things sure. that maybe they acquired in their secular music, and they're like, that's not just meant for sec like right. Christians can use this too. Right. You know, it can glorify God as well, and I think that. That's beautiful to see is that I think what you're ultimately saying is that people have been influenced by a lot of other artists and they're like, this is not reserved just for secular people. Right. God can use this too. God is on this sound and, and God can be glorified through it. Yeah, I almost wonder if some really good artist and really good um, you know, linguist or, or however you would say it almost felt at the beginning of their process it can't have the reach and it can't mm. get the popularity it needs if it's Christian. Yeah. And I wonder if that was a deterrent, you know, for them saying, okay, the only way my music's going to get out, the only way, you know, I'm going to get notoriety, not necessarily in a bad way, but you know what I mean? If they want to pursue it for a living, you know, they've got to be like, well, how's this going to happen? And I wonder if almost like, going the Christian path was kind of like a blemish and like saying, okay, I'm not going to be able to live off of this. If I go that direction, it has to be secular. Well, I think that that is a thing. Cause I mean, even like I said for myself, I was like, we were Christians in a band, not a Christian. Cause right. in our mind, if we said no we were going to listen to if it, if we were a Christian, Christian band, we put ourselves in this box yeah. that we're yeah. only allowed to play at churches. Yeah. We can't go to the regular shows and we can't right. play with these other bands, you know, because now we're in this box and yeah. we're not allowed yeah. to be on these other stages, which is stupid. <laughs> well, I think I think what happened was is people finally broke through that false narrative. Yeah. And they and they showed us all yeah. you can become you know, a great success by putting God first in this industry, yeah. by making music that glorifies him. Yeah. And it doesn't keep you boxed. You know, I, I know this is a huge throwback and I haven't like researched it. I just heard through the grapevine, but I heard that um uh, Elvis's greatest selling album was his gospel album. I heard that too. So all of his albums that he made, the one that sold the most was the one he made that glorified the King of Kings. Mm. Um, which, if that is true, that just goes to the point that we don't have to do it the world's way. We don't have to make music that just appeases the flesh and that is secular. If we, Because everything God does is better. I mean, it's even like with Kanye. I didn't really listen to Kanye hardly yeah. at all, but when he did his gospel album, at least that first one, he came out the second one, didn't he? But the first one, I, I was no like, idea. I'm going to listen to that because that's cool, you know? Like, yeah. I, God does things better. <laughs> yeah, and I think there, I think it just requires, like, you know, people, you know, if this is the right word, patriarchs or, so, you know, uh, someone to pave the way. Yeah. To Like you said, you went to that show at the basement, and there was somebody there being, a, you know, out on the forefront of this saying, no, you can... You can obey God and make a difference. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's important to understand. I did want to throw this question out there. So I went, you know, watched you play at Midtown uh, down in Huntsville. Uh, I don't believe it was a Christian show. No, it <laughs> Those other artists, you know, they didn't seem to, you know what I mean? Uh, but so when you get booked at a venue, 
and you know, okay, I'm the only <laughs> one that has like God centered, and I've listened to your music like biblically sound. Don't shy from it. <laughs> that are full of the word of God. Like yeah. I mean, your your music is full of the word of God. It's full of the truth. Um, is there any intimidation that you're like, okay, this audience is here <laughs> and they're enjoying, <laughs> you know, this this music that is not what I'm getting ready to get up here and do. Uh, is there any intimidation or, uh, you know, I don't want to say fear, but hesitation or what, what are those emotions like? Um, man, it's like, I don't want to misrepresent him. Mm. So that, that's one of the main things that come. And so I have to remind myself that, you know, this is a, a open door. This is an appointment mm. that God has for mm. me. So it's a purpose for me being here, whether it's one or 100 or a thousand. Amen. God has a plan for me being here, so I need to be solid in who I am, who he has made me to be, and deliver. Mm. And so that's, that's awesome. what I try to focus on. I, I pray up. I get prayed <laughs> up. <Yeah. laughs> and I, I just go do it. And yeah. um, even that show you, you referenced, some of the guys came up to me and was like, man, you, you was in your zone. You weren't worried about what nobody was thinking. Mm. You just did you. Yeah. And and that that ministered to them that I was comfortable mm. in who I was. Mm. I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm saying what I'm saying in front of the world, mm. and I'm I'm not ashamed. Yeah. Mm. And so that that ministers to some people. And so so God has blessed you with the opportunity to share the stage with artists that aren't even Christian. Yeah. And so I think that's something that's amazing yeah. is that like. God's giving you that opportunity, so like you don't want to let him down. Essentially, is what you're saying. Like you don't, you're gonna use that stage to do what God has called you to do, whether other Christians are on that stage or not. And I think that's so awesome. And I guess I don't know. I I don't want I don't want anyone to feel like they can't do it either. You know, I think and that that's something that I feel like is so strong on your heart is that you know. God can use anybody, and he's, yeah. ble- he's given you such an opportunity to do it, and I think that's so amazing that you're not shying, you're not backing down, even with the in- yeah. intimidation and the potential fear, like, even if it's just for one. Yeah, so I would ask you this question, because you're involved here in the youth ministry, uh, you, you work at a school, so you've got young people all around you all the time. Uh, I know within the youth ministry, we have several students that are pursuing hip-hop and musical endeavors and even their crew you know that they got on you know youtube and they've got like you know a person that's the fashion person a person that's the music person and and stuff like that what would daniel braxton say to somebody that has this desire on their heart but they feel like the only way it's going to come to pass is following the secular path instead of following the christian path what would you tell them you know, if they're trying to pursue making their own music and they're sitting down with some software and they're, they're got one of these microphones in their bedroom and they're writing music and it really hasn't taken off on YouTube. It hasn't taken off on Spotify. And they're thinking about changing course and saying, OK, I need to I need to make it look like and sound like everyone else. So that way I can gain some traction. OK, that's that's a good question. And um, I'm going to pick pick up by a conversation that we was just having about um why don't people just go the Christian route from the jump? Mm. Um, And we mentioned Elvis and other people who had done Christian things. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason people don't is because of the sacrifice Mm. that's tied to 
going to wait for Christ. It's going to be adversity. It's going to be persecution. Um, is people aren't always quick to support the gospel mm. financially. So in, in that sense, that may be a situation. And so it's sacrifices that have to be made mm. to to live the life. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And for anybody, you know, thinking about going a different direction or anybody just thinking about the direction they're going, period, um, I would say, why not you? You know, <laughs> yeah. That's a, a, um, what's the word? Um, a dear word for me. Mm. Why not you? Mm. Um, Pastor Mark, you know, ministered that word to me one Sunday, and mm. it reminded me yeah. of some things. Why not you be the one mm. um, to glorify God? Why not you be the light? Why not you be His representative in in the world where people go in different directions and that's what i would say to them why not you why not you be the difference mm, why not that's really good you be the change that's awesome because um, god can you as we say god can use anybody but he need people who will um be real yeah he need authentic and genuine people who gonna stick it out with him yeah and carry out the mission to the end yeah yeah and you know i, I haven't finished my course yet yeah. but i'm in it for the long haul amen and I have had to make sacrifices. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's the reality of mm. it. Um, close friends, mm. um, even friends that's no longer here today. Mm. You know, I have a, a memory of those things, and I'm passionate yeah. about what I do. It's my life, mm. you know. And so, whatever you're doing, don't don't be fickle. Don't be fake. Yeah. Be real. Yeah. 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 That's what I give. Yeah. yeah. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's, I think that's uh, kind of the challenge in everything that we do. You could even go, you know, uh, strip all this other stuff away and just come back to basic Christian living. Mm. You know, don't let, don't let everything else influence you to get away from who you are. Right. Just stay with it. Stay the course. Yeah. Um, you know, and yes, Daniel is so right, and we've even talked about that on the podcast before. You know, sacrifices have to be made to live this life of faith. Yeah. But one thing I always tell people is the rewards always yeah. outweigh Absolutely. the sacrifice. Yeah. Amen. You know, and we may not see the rewards immediately. We do have the reward of everlasting life that is coming when we, you know, when our time is finished on this earth. We're all going to die. You know, I know that's kind of morbid and bleak, but that's just the truth. (laughs) Way to bring it down. Um, But we're all going to, we have a spirit that's eternal. And it's going to live forever, either in heaven or hell. You know, and that's a decision that all of us have to make to make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior so we can have eternal life. So when we're done with our mission here in this world, we continue in the afterlife in heaven with him rejoicing Mm. and praising God. But while we're here, sacrifices have to be made to live this life of faith. And again, I think it goes back to kind of something that's just been woven in our entire conversation is if you don't see those rewards immediately, don't determine your success based off of that stuff. Like Daniel said perfectly, your success begins with your obedience. If you're obeying God, it's like Matthew 6.33. You seek him first and all this other stuff is going to follow. And if it doesn't follow according to your time frame, don't get off course. Just stay the course. You know what I mean? And, And you'll get there. 
it's like uh, we went to the, this is a weird analogy, we went to the beach this summer and there was uh, just all sorts of stuff that happened on the highway. There was a, a police chase and so they had to shut down the highway and we there was a car crash so they had to shut down the highway. And just because I'm sitting in traffic on the highway and not going anywhere, that doesn't mean that I was like, okay, I guess we're not going to the beach. Yeah. You know what I mean? And gave up halfway on my trip and went somewhere else. No, we stayed the course and we, we sat there as long as it took. You know what I mean? And because of our faithfulness to the path that was laid out before us, we got to our destination. Um, there's going to be many distractions. There's going to be many obstacles. Uh, even you mentioned a few persecution um, some, you really find out who your friends are when you say, all right, I'm living for Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you find out who's with you and who's not with you. Um, but really we can't let any of that stuff be our influencer or be a deterrent. Mm. It's gotta be for him. We have a saying here, kingdom over everything. You know, you gotta choose God sometimes even over friendships. You gotta choose God over fame. You gotta choose God over, natural prosperity he'll bring that prosperity to you but you got to choose him first and so i would encourage anybody that's you know dealing with this stuff if god's spoken to you and you've got this on your heart and it's your passion like daniel said just stick with it don't give up on it just stick with it continue to make it about him and god will make a way because that's just what he does i love that song waymaker you know what i mean (laughs) even when i don't feel it he's working even when i don't see it he's working just stick with the plan and God will make it work. Yeah, I think it's something that uh, even Pastor Mark, which is mentioned, and at the time of this podcast, Christmas is like quickly approaching, but... Uh, it's Friday, Yeah, Saturday. it's so close. You know, this will air after the new year, so it's a little bit you know, dated in this moment, but Jesus was a result of a promise from God, mm. and, and, and Mary had to go through a process for Jesus to come into this world and even further, she had to go through a longer process for Jesus to fulfill his mission and her go through life with him. I think that we just need to take God at his word because yeah. there will be a performance. Yeah. There will be a performance. God gave you a word as Daniel Braxton with Ready TM and, and everything that you're doing. And there's gonna there already is a performance, but Amen. there'll be bigger performances in your future. Yeah. And and I think there's a, there's a performance for all of us yep. in this life. And as long as we stick to that word and stick to what he's called us to do, there'll be a result and it'll be the best result. And that's all we could ever want. And that's like, uh, you know, with Mary, she had to do what Daniel said. Why not me? Yeah. You know, why not? I mean, and I can't even imagine the persecution she had suffered, you know, especially especially when you talk about older societies and how much of a no-no that was outside (laughs) of the confinements of marriage. Uh, Even in Eastern civilization, some of that stuff is very much a no-no still today. And so, to be good. pregnant without a man. Yeah. Sure, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then man. I like to talk about Joseph. I do. Uh, Pastor gave me a couple years ago. We, we did a split service for Christmas, and I got Joseph. And, yeah, listen, he was the real one. He, he, he's a G. To stick yeah. with a woman that's pregnant, and she's just like, an angel did it. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. You gotta do me all like right. that. All right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, but he stuck with it. He did. Uh, and he stuck with her. And that's impressive. And going back to faithfulness, you know. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, any last, you know, last thoughts for everybody? You got anything? Um, we. I kind of wanted to share a bit of how. Uh, I re- came to rededicate my Do life. Do it, yeah. yeah. Uh, because it was a, a moment where I had to obey. Mm. I had to. Um, 
it's just a, a moment that I'm able to pinpoint in my life where I made a decision. Mm. I made a choice. Mm-hmm. I, I chose to do what God, hey, what man. I knew God was wanting me to do. And it set the pace for everything else. Mm. Um, I was actually out at a party one night. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been partying. Mm. And um, I just had a, this feeling in my heart the whole night, like someone right. Mm. That I needed to go get some, go get right with God. Yeah, you know my relationship at the time with him wasn't the best, but I knew, I knew that yeah. in my heart, like yeah. this could be the <laughs> life or death. Mm. And so I, I went and prayed, and I said, God, what's going on? What's this feeling? Mm. I left the party early, all that, and uh, He told me I was a hypocrite, mm. and not for judging people and criti- being critical of, of other people. You know, oftentimes that's what a hypocrite is thought of. But he told me I was a hypocrite for not judging myself mm. because I had been taught right and wrong. Yeah. You know, I, I was born again at the age of nine, but I wasn't living it. And so I was a hypocrite for not judging the wrong behaviors in my life. Mm. And so I had to make the decision to acknowledge that it's wrong. Mm. Lord, you're right. This ain't right. Um, I need to get it right. Wow. And so I need your help. Mm. And from that moment, honestly, y'all, some of the stuff that was habits and behaviors in my life was broke like that. And wow. hence, I didn't have a taste for wow. stuff no more. Um, <laughs> it, it was supernatural. Wow. And wow. that God come to join us in our faith and meet us where we are. He you does. know, everybody talk about God to meet you where you are. But it, it's a choice that we have to make That's to invite true. him and That's welcome him into our mess right. yeah. to let him make it beautiful. And mm. so we can't just, you know, continue to, to do things our way and think that yeah. he's going to be accepting of that. Right. It was a choice I had to make. And through, throughout um, my life from that point, there have been choices that I have had to make. And uh, God has met me at every one of those choices. And so... That that's my encouragement to anybody you know who may be struggling with something in their life, um, even something they know is wrong. Mm. God don't condemn us, no, mm. but He will tell us what's wrong. Yeah, and He give Him that choice. Yeah, choose choose life, mm. and uh, He'll make something beautiful out of it. Mm. Amen. I wonder. So you said you left the party. Did you just? Where did you go? Like, did you did you come back to it, or did you just? I never, I never went back. Um, I didn't call the, you or anything, <laughs> Daniel. Where'd you go, bro? <laughs> <laughs> a, a You're supposed to play it, five minutes yeah, ago. We, it, I, I went performing that night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> a, a few people, you know, that I was with beforehand, and even that I had met up with, I was like, man, you just disappeared. Mm. But when I left the party, I stayed in my car, and I was at. Um, a student at UAB, I was living in the dorms. Mm. I just sat in my car um, downtown and just talked to talked to God wow. in my car. Wow. I didn't I didn't get out of my car, but I I did leave the I guess the premises of the, the club, mm-hmm. and I go back to where I was staying. You know, and I had my talk with him in the car, and I I just sat there in the car for a while after that. You know, just thinking. So it was a really deep moment yeah. for me. I was I was 19 years old, and um, 
I, I was close to turning 20, uh, but from 19 through 22, you know, God just worked on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a lot um, about his grace. I listened to a minister who constantly ministered about the grace of God, mm. and that restored me, and it brought me to a place to where um, I believed that God wanted something for me. He He wanted good for me, mm-hmm. um, that he was merciful and loving, mm. that he loved me. I didn't feel condemned, and that helped me get to that place. Um, and I ultimately came to a place where I received the Holy Spirit, the mm. feeling of the Holy Spirit. I prayed and asked God to fill me. Amen. Um, but that was about two and a half, a time of two and a half to three years mm. that that happened from from that moment. Yeah. Um, wow. And from the time of the infilling of the spirit, it's, it's never been the same. It's mm. just been constant power and growth. Mm. So, I wonder, you know, I don't like to speculate, but I wonder if, you know, that night your life was saved. And I don't just mean your spirit, you know what I mean, for all of eternity. I mean your natural life. I don't know what would have happened that night if you wouldn't obeyed God yeah. or even what would have followed after mm. that. It's like you came to a place. A fork in the road. Yeah, yeah, it's like that scripture you mentioned earlier. I've placed before you life and death. Now choose life. And it seems like there was a lot riding on that decision in that night, whether it would have happened at that party or right on the heels of it, you know, the, the days after falling. Yeah. Uh, so I'm grateful that you responded to that, <laughs> Me too. you know. So if someone's listening, if, you, if you're if you getting that tug in your spirit, don't delay. Yeah. You know, you need to respond no to time. that right away. Because uh, life and death literally hang in the balance. And that's not fear mongering. That's just truth and reality. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so you don't want to delay the things of God. You don't want to delay the saving power of God in your own life. You need to respond to that immediately. Mm. And the best way to respond, whether you've never met him or maybe you've fallen away from him, is just after you're done listening to the podcast or even right now, just turn it off and just say, God, here I am. Mm. I surrender. And he'll yeah. do the rest. Yeah. Just give him, like Daniel had said, it's about giving God those opportunities right. because he's not going to override our will. He is a gentleman when it comes to these things. And so you need to bend your knee first and respond, and then God will follow and Amen. do the rest. And like Daniel said, it's just been a process of growth. And uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I believe that his life is better today yeah. than it was when he was pursuing other ambitions. And, and you know, uh, so just don't hesitate. Do it right now. Ask God to come in. Amen. Ask him to forgive you. Just a simple prayer. Father God, forgive me. Uh, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. And then something powerful will happen in that moment. Amen. I believe it. Amen. And then I want to say this too. Uh, Daniel, <clears throat> we've talked a lot about what he does musically, but he's also ministered a lot here to Blaze. Mm-hmm. And so if there's anybody who's kind of having an identity crisis, uh, I believe all of his sermons they on are. identify or identity are on our Ablaze podcast. You can go to our YouTube or yeah, YouTube and on Anchor and Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, I believe there's like a four or five part uh, series that you did on identifying. What do they search for? Ablazeym.org. Uh, Ablaze Youth Podcast. Ablaze Youth Podcast. Yeah, I would encourage you to listen to those. We were a part of those messages, and and like you said, even in the messages and in your book, the world is suffering mm-hmm. from an identity crisis right now. Yeah. And we need to know who we are. And so uh, Daniel's not just somebody who does music. He's somebody who ministers the Word of God. And the message that God gave him about your identity is important. So if there's somebody struggling, who am I? Mm. Who am I in God? You know, we need to be confident in who we are. I would encourage you, go back and listen to those messages. And I know 
It's not something I believe. It's not something I think. I know they will help you because it's a very timely message. Amen. Amen. Well, Daniel, it has been wonderful to have you yeah. at the tiny table in the big room. Yes, sir. I, talking uh, is good. Yeah, man, this has been a really good talk. I'm so glad that you made some time to join us today. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back. You know, it'd be good to have you come and hang out with us yeah. once again. You know, maybe at another uh, break that you got in your your busy life schedule, we can have you back on the podcast again. But um, any parting words, fellas? Yeah, if there's anybody that is watching, because, you know, Cody and I have amazing influence. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, you know, we do have some youth pastor friends, if you ever want Daniel to come out. And yeah. I know I've pursued other individuals that do this stuff, some of them larger, and they always ask on the writer, do you want them to minister or do you want them to rap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you want them to perform or do you want them to minister? I think Daniel will do either. He might do both. Uh, Daniel you know. will do both. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> uh, so, you know, reach out to him. How could they find you? If there is somebody that wants you to come play for their youth group or minister to a youth group, he is, I'm sure he's available. He'll pray about it because he prays about everything. He'll make sure it's right and it's from the Lord. You can't have him on a Wednesday night, but. <laughs> <laughs> he's booked every Wednesday. <laughs> he's so. booked every Wednesday. <laughs> they could go to readytm.org. Uh, you could go to the Connect page, and it's a fillable form. You just type in, you know, your request in it. Or you can send an email to info, I-N-F-O, at readytm.org, and we'll get an email, and I'll be able to follow up with you on it. It would be an honor to, to be a part, and yeah. I'm honored to be a part of it, of a blaze. Yeah. And, and today, um, honored to serve alongside y'all. Y'all Amen. awesome. Yes, sir. And what y'all do. Praise God. It's a bliss. Amen. Well, we love you guys Amen. so much. We love you, Daniel. Yeah, we do. And we are stoked for this talking that was good today. <laughs> Hopefully, we will see you very soon on the next one. Bye. Bye.